there. You are listening to the Love and Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson, and I am on this earth to help you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. It's definitely my calling. It wasn't all that long ago that I too suffered three miscarriages of my own and six years of infertility. And I really know how painful and lonely the journey can be. Over those six years, I developed some really solid tools for releasing the emotional pain of loss and for truly healing from the inside out. And I'm here to share them all with you so that you can feel like yourself again. So if you've had a miscarriage or experienced the loss that infertility brings, because there is a loss there too, you are in the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're taking the first step toward healing by joining me today. Let's get started. Hey there and welcome. You are listening to episode number 22 on the Love and Loss podcast. And today I'm going to talk about how to create an unconventional life that you love, or as I call it, the life you were meant to live. So creating the life that you were meant to live sometimes, and maybe even often, means going against the grain. It means defying societal pressures that encourage us to live the way that everyone else is living. It means living an unconventional life, and that's not always easy. Everything inside of us as humans wants to be like everyone else, and it takes some courage to be different. In some cases, like my own, circumstances might force us to live unconventionally. But if we don't embrace those circumstances and continue to strive to live like everyone else, we'll never be happy. And that is a lot of pressure. It feels like pressure. That constant struggle, the anxiety that comes up when we can't have something we think we want, that traps us in a pattern of negativity and really a joyless existence. And I know this from experience. So let me tell you my story. As a teenager, I had this dream of how my life was going to go. I envisioned getting married at 24. Why 24? I don't know. That seems so young now, but that's what I wanted. Having kids a few years later, of course, I wanted a girl and a boy raising them and working on my career for the next 18, 20 years, and then settling into the empty nest when the kids went off to university. Probably pretty typical expectation, right? Maybe not the getting married at age 24 in this day and age, but the rest of it, not that different from what most people want. And let me tell you, none of it actually panned out the way that I had planned. Throughout my 20s and 30s, I struggled to find a career that I enjoyed, and I actually thought there was something wrong with me when I was still single at age 34. And I met a a wonderful man uh, shortly after that, actually. Um, I think I was in about 34. I later married a wonderful man who has a spinal cord injury at age 40. And you can imagine how living with a spinal cord injury in a wheelchair leads to a pretty atypical life. 
I actually got pregnant just before we got married. I, I got pregnant for the first time at 39. And most of you know, if you've listened to the, to my other episodes, you'll know that I miscarried my first and then my second and third at age 41 and 42. And that's also pretty uncommon. Um, there are definitely women out there who are in their forties having children naturally even at that, but it is much less the norm than, than having children in your late twenties and thirties. So, and around that same time, um, when I had my third miscarriage at age 42, I was laid off from my corporate human resources job and started again from scratch as an entrepreneur. And if you listen to my last podcast episode, which was episode number 21, where I shared all my secrets, you'll know that we were not able to have children without going with a don't with IVF and a donor egg. And so we chose not to pursue IVF in the end. So we do not actually have children at this point. So all of these are circumstances. All of these circumstances make my life very unconventional. But until about three years ago, I continued to strive for what everyone else had. I was jealous of the woman the women I had left behind in the corporate world who were successfully climbing the corporate ladder. I resented the people who posted their seemingly perfect family photos on social media. I avoided all the family oriented community events that are very popular in the small town where I live. And I was filled with envy for what I thought I wanted that air quotes, normal life. And then slowly but surely, I started to accept and even embrace my circumstances. I started to enjoy the freedom and the flexibility that entrepreneurship affords. I realized that my husband and I have a level of financial freedom that others lack since we, we don't have to spend money on kids' clothes and sports activities and we're not saving for college or university We can pick up at the drop of a hat and go traveling or even just out for dinner without worrying about a babysitter. We just spent the winter in the, in sunny California, um, which if I had a seven year old, which is what I would have if my first miscarriage had actually panned out, then we likely wouldn't have been able to do that. So I started to really realize that I'm living a pretty amazing, albeit unconventional life. And upon that realization, I started to feel a lot better. I started to work on being grateful for what I had and all that envy started to wash away. I stopped worrying about what everyone else thought about the way I was living And I started to break free of all those societal pressures I had felt all my life. And it was pretty liberating, I have to say. It's in that space, that sort of mindset, that gratitude, that we can feel a really true sense of joy and happiness and trust that we are in the right place at the right time. Now, of course, this didn't all happen overnight. It definitely took some work. It took a lot of self-reflection, 
some self-development and continuous practice. There are still times when I look at someone and think, oh, I would really like that normal life and I'd love to have children. Um, But for the most part, we live a pretty great life. So today I want to offer you three steps that you can take to start living an unconventional life or at least the life that you were meant to live. The first step is recognize. So here I, I would encourage you to just take a big step back and get the bird's eye view of your life. Is there a part of it where you've been led to live unconventionally and resisted that? Maybe you haven't attracted your life partner yet, or you're still childless at 40, or perhaps you have a disabled child or a disabled spouse, or maybe you really don't want to climb the corporate ladder, but it's the path you took out of college and stuck with it because It's what everyone around you expected. Really take a close look at your life and recognize, witness where you're not meant to follow the crowd and where you might be doing what others expect instead of what you were meant to be doing. So that's step number one, recognize. Uh, Number two is practice gratitude. Your heart cannot hold gratitude and fear or envy or jealousy or any of those things at the same time. So when you practice gratitude, it it shoves everything else out of your heart. And once you recognize that area of your life where you're resisting the path that you were meant to follow, you can start to appreciate that this new path. So for myself now, I practice gratitude for all of the experiences I was able to have as a singleton in my 20s and early 30s. I lived overseas, I traveled, I went back to school to get my master's. I can now appreciate all those experiences that I'm also able to have in my 40s while many of my friends are tied down on weekends by kids' sports activities, or they have to miss the adult-only events because they couldn't find a babysitter. I am, I've become very grateful for what my unconventional life has afforded me. And I would encourage you to see if you can find that space within yourself where you can find some gratitude, however little of it you can find at first. Sometimes it's hard to, to find those those silver linings, but that's essentially what you're looking for. So that's number two, practice gratitude. Number three, release judgment. This is a big one. And, uh, I'm guessing that you're probably thinking I'm, I'm talking about judging others, but I'm really actually talking about judging ourselves. So we often judge ourselves based on what we believe others think. I certainly did it. I still do sometimes. And someone, let me tell you another story here. Someone once said to me that a person cannot know true selflessness until they've had a child. And after that, I judged myself against that standard. 
And to prove that I was selfless to myself, I would give in or say yes to all kinds of things, to invitations, to requests and volunteer opportunities that I didn't really want to participate in. And I would be hard on myself when I just did something just for me. I'm still hard on myself. This is something that I still have to work on. I'm still hard on myself when I want to just take care of me. I spent my thirties doing everything for everyone else until I finally realized one day that I was judging myself based on that other person's opinion. And once I started to, to stop worrying about what everyone else was thinking, I could start doing things the way I truly desired. So that was the third one. See if you can release judgment. Notice where you're judging yourself against some standard or against what someone else might think or believe that you should do with your life. And and see if you can release that judgment and and really just put the blinders on and focus on what's right for you. So I invite you to spend some time journaling or meditating on these three concepts. You might need to get your pen out and and start writing to really notice, um, to recognize where you're resisting living unconventionally or resisting a path that might be right in front of you. You might need to write, um, write some things down that you're grateful for, or sometimes I like to use the language, what can I appreciate today? Sometimes that, that helps to come up with some of the, the unique things that happen during the course of the day that I can just appreciate. And then the third releasing judgment, sometimes it's hard to figure out where you're even judging yourself and the pen and paper can, or meditation those two things together actually are the best to help really bring those out of yourself and, and onto the paper where you can really see them and identify them. You'll really start to uncover the path to the life that you were meant to live. And it can be a challenge and it can take some time and effort. There's, this is not a quick fix, but it is so worth the investment to take the time to do this for yourself as it will ultimately lead to so much joy and happiness. It has done wonders for me and my life. I now love the life I live. And just a couple of years ago, I never guessed that I could live the life I'm living now and be happy. If you're in a place right now where you're struggling to reconcile the life you thought you were meant to live with the one that's being put in front of you, Maybe you've had a pregnancy loss or a period of infertility and you're looking for emotional healing and a way to move forward on the path you were meant to follow. Schedule a discovery call with me and explore my coaching options. I'd be so honored to serve you. And I'll put that link in the show notes at sherryjohnson.ca slash 22. I hope you'll come back next week when I'll be talking about all the things I did wrong after my miscarriages. Same time, same place. Until next week.
Before you head out, I would be forever grateful if you left me a review on iTunes as that's going to help other women who are suffering from miscarriage or infertility to find this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be back next Thursday with another episode for you. In the meantime, make it a week of nurturing and healing for yourself. Bye for now.